enjoyed Brother Walmer and what I got to hear. Amen. It was great. Amen. Amen. I love the old time preaching Amen. and teaching. Amen. Amen. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Luke chapter 15 and verse number 11. A certain man, Jesus speaking, had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of the goods that followeth unto me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. And when he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. And he began to be in want. And he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he <clears throat> sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would fain have filled his belly with the husks that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. When he came to himself, everybody say, when he came to himself. When he came to himself. When he came to himself. He said, how many hired servants of my father's have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father, and will say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight, and am no more worthy to be called thy son. But the father said unto his servants, Bring forth the best robe, and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand, and shoes on his feet. Bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it, and let us eat, and be merry. For this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to make merry. And then if you would uh, turn to Philippians, just one verse, in Philippians, the second chapter, and the 13th verse, Philippians 2 and 13, thank God, Paul writes to the church and believers in Philippi, and he says, For it is God that worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. And from the 17th verse of Luke, the 15th chapter, where Jesus said when he came to himself, that's what I want to preach for a while about in the Holy Ghost. Amen. This morning, when he came to himself. Praise God. Lord, we love you, and we thank you, God, for the beauty and presence of God here. We thank you, God, for the word of the Lord that endures forever. We thank you for your people, your saints, God. We thank you for those that are hungry, seeking, questing, Lord, for more. We pray that you bless this pastor and his wife and family. Bless the saints of God. Bless every prayer warrior, every giver, every teacher. Every witness, sir, Lord, every worshiper, every hungry soul tonight, fill them with your love with the Holy Ghost, and have your way in Jesus' name in this service. Praise the Lord. Amen. You may be seated. God bless you. Amen. It was Jesus who laid out this parable that's one of the most well-known and beloved uh, parables. Amen. Illustrated stories. Amen. Spiritual stories. 
amen, that we have about the prodigal son. And I thank God for it. He said, a certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, notice it was not the older who was more in line, amen, with receiving inheritance, but the younger said, Father, give me a portion of good. We're living in a world that's give me, give me, give me. Give me, you owe it to me, you owe it to me, you owe it to me. Amen. I don't have that feeling today. I want to have a thankful heart and spirit. I'm glad for everything that the Lord does and the Lord gives. Amen. And blesses me with. Praise the Lord. But he had the give me, give me, give me spirit. Give me the portion of goods that falleth to me. And he divided unto them his living. Not many days after, the younger son gathered all together and took his journey into a far country. And there wasted his substance with riotous living. This young man had a dream. He had a vision. He had a thought, amen, of what he was going to do if he ever got the money If you ever got, amen, a portion of his father's wealth, there was a trip that he was going to take. There was a place that he was going to go. There was adventures that he was going to have. Amen. There was fun. Amen. There was parties, so on and so forth, that he was going to undertake if he got the money, amen, and the finance to do it. Hello. And so it wasn't long. It wasn't long after he got his portion that the scripture Jesus said he took his journey into a far country. It wasn't a close by community. It wasn't a close by country. It was a place that was far, far away as he could get. He wanted to be as far away from father and his rules and his house, come on, and his governing, so to speak, as he could. He wanted to get out from all the different things and all the different requirements. Come on, everybody. Hallelujah. And all the different expectations. Amen. That Father, amen, had in his house. So he went to a far country. And there he wasted his substance. You know, when you're not living for God, when you don't have God's will and plan and future preparation for your life and mind, amen, things become a waste. Amen. You, you waste a lot of money on a lot of things. There's a lot of people that gain great wealth, amen, through an inheritance, or they're paid enormous sums as a sports star, movie star, amen, stockbroker, or whatever. Hello. Amen. And because they have no discipline and no goal and no purpose, and there's, amen, nothing of that in them. Amen. They squander. They spend. Amen. Live, eat, be merry. Tomorrow we die. Hello, everybody. Amen. They waste. Amen. They waste that substance, that inheritance with riotous living. And the Bible said, and when he had spent all, it's going to happen. It's going to take place as sure as you're born. Amen. It's a given. Amen. That when you don't have direction, when you don't have purpose, when you don't have the paths of righteousness, when you don't have the word of God, amen, as your guiding lamp, come on for your feet and for your mind and for where you're going to go. Amen. That that money is going to spend up. Hallelujah. Amen. You might think that 100000 is a lot of money today, but I'm telling you, amen, people that get millions, amen, they spend two or 300000 on their car. They'll spend five or seven million on their home. Hello, everybody. And it's not long. I said it's not long. Just a few exotic trips, 
amen, to a foreign country, amen, wine, women, and song, and all that, and I'm telling you, it gets eaten up fast. It's a given, amen, it's going to be spent, and it's going to be used up, and it's going to be wasted. Come on. Just stay with me. Hallelujah. He spent all. God knew it was going to happen. And look at this. When, not before, but when he spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land. Not everywhere, just where he was. <laughs> I see the hand of God. I see the move of God. I see the dealing, amen, of God with an individual that used to be in Father's house. Come on, that used to know, amen, the God of joy and of his salvation. Amen, I see the hand of God. Amen. When he spent all, boom, that's when God timed it. Hallelujah. Amen. That a mighty family is going to come, amen, just to his address, just to his land, just to his community. Come on, everybody. God knows what he's doing. Praise the Lord. Amen. He spent all. There arose a mighty famine in the land. And he began to be in want. Sometimes God, amen, wants people in a place, amen, of need, in a place of want. Amen. Because the Lord has found that people are a lot more apt to, amen, call on him for help, call on him for provision, call on him for deliverance. Amen. When there's a pain, when there's a need, when there's a necessity, when there's want, come on in their life. God is good. Yes. God is good. People you pray for and you love. Amen. Don't just run to their rescue every time. Amen. That that doper son or daughter, come on, or husband or whatever. Amen. Runs out of money. Come on. Just don't run to the situation. Amen. To take up their rent payment. Praise the Lord, everybody. Because God is moving. God is dealing. It is God that worketh in you both to will and to do of his pleasure. Someone said they don't care about God. They're not interested in God. But God knows how to change that. He knows how to work a will. He knows how to work a desire. He knows how to awaken a hunger. Praise the Lord. Yes. Amen. Amen. And when he began to be in want, he went and joined himself. This was his solution. He joined himself. You're going to belong to something. Amen. It's part of the spiritual anatomy, if I could use that word of a human being. You're going to join up. You're going to be associated. You're going to bond with. You're going to be a part. Amen. Of something. And so he joined up. Amen. With the citizens. Come on. Of his community. And uh, that citizen sent him to feed pigs. Which was an illegal. Amen. Thing for a Jewish individual to do. It was forbidden food. Now, I'm glad today I enjoy ham, and I like bacon and sausage, and I'm not trying to get your mind on lunch. Amen. But uh, it was an illegal activity, even for someone out of a Jewish household, hello, amen, to do that. So he's, he's getting further and further away, further and further activities, amen, that were not deemed the right thing to do, amen, by an eternal holy God. And the Bible said when he feigned, when he would have filled his own belly with the husks, that the swine did eat. Man, I've seen hog pens, and I've seen all their muddiness and everything else. And I've seen when the old farmer would dump over a bunch of corn or whatever over the side of the pen. Amen. And those hogs just come running for it and rooting for it and snapping for it. 
Amen. And uh, and I've watched, and and some of them, you know, there's, there's corn there, and one one piece might have a couple corns kernels there that's they got three or four of them in a row that uh, ain't been chewed off yet. And that that hog will get that. And that young man got to such a low place. Amen. That he desired to have, amen, them three kernels that were still left on that cob. I can say that Jesus literally said that. Hello. And no man gave unto him. I'm telling you, the hand of God was on this young man's life. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. All yeah. the way, all Come the on. way. Come Amen. On. All the way, all the way. He spent it all. A mighty famine came to that land. Come on, everybody. Come on. Amen. And no man gave unto him. Where's yes. all your party buddies? Where's all your friends? Amen. That you hosted all. Amen. Of these big, huge parties for and spent hundreds of thousands on. Where are they? Amen. When you are in your need. And this is all part of what God uses. Yes. Amen. To move upon the human. Mind, amen. Amen. There's, there's people don't really care for me. They don't really like me like Father's house did. Yeah. I said like Father's house did. Come on, come on, amen. And the scripture says when he came to himself, he wasn't really himself out there, amen, in the world. It really wasn't him. He was in an altered state of mind. Amen. It wasn't really, really, really him. Amen. That was doing all the things that he was doing and partying to the nth degree like he was partying there. Hello, everybody. It wasn't the truest him. It wasn't even the deepest him. When he came to himself. You know why he came to himself? I'm going to tell you why. We read on down here, amen, that he arose and comes to his father. This is what I'm going to tell my father. I'm going to repent. I'm not worthy. But the Bible says, the Bible says that he arose, but when he was yet a great way off, a great way off, his father saw him. How did his father see him? A great way off. Come on. He was on a hill somewhere. He had a prayer path. Amen. On a cliff somewhere. In the woodside somewhere. It was like Jesus always, amen, uh, eluding the crowd, amen, when they wanted to make him king and going up to a high mountain of parts to pray. Amen. There's something about that call of God, amen, to the mountain, praise the Lord, to the place of prayer. I'll look to the hills from whence cometh my strength. Amen. And it comes from meeting up with God, amen, in a prayer meeting. I'm going to get my mind and my spirit off, amen, of all the distractions and all the pull and all the calls to the flesh, amen, in the and in the city, I'm going to get alone with God. Amen. And Father was alone with God. Amen. On that hillside, he was praying. You could see the dirt trail. Amen. His sandals feet. Amen. Had dug out. He was looking over the horizon on occasions. Amen. Between his prayer and between his tears. Amen. Looking for his son. I'm still hungry for my son. I still miss. Amen. The company of my son. I still care about him. And he prayed. And he prayed. And he prayed. And he prayed. Have you got somebody that's going to a far country? You know, someone can be in a far country and they can be living just a few blocks away from your mom and dad, but they're in such an altered state of mind. They're so lost in the drug culture and they're so lost, <coughs> amen, <coughs> perhaps in the alcoholism 
And they're so lost, amen, in the things that they're doing. They're so buried and entrapped in it, amen. That even though, amen, they may, amen, spatially only be, amen, two or 3,000 feet away from your front door, they're in a far country in their mind. They're in a far country in their spirit. They're in a far country, amen, as far as, amen, being in touch with you and being, amen, in your reach of the influence of your spirit, of your word to them and your prayer. Praise God. Amen. But when you pray, when you pray, when you pray with all of your heart, when you pray, I'm telling you, God can go where you can't go. He can go to a home, to an individual, amen, that, that you, they, they will just shun your presence. They would run to the back room of the house. If you came to the door, amen, they just don't want to be around them because they're lost. They're in a far country. Come on, in their mind and in their thinking, amen. And you really can't do a lot about, amen, where they're at and what they're doing. Come on, everybody, see seems like you're locked out, amen, to it. But I know a God, hallelujah, that you can go to, praise the Lord, in prayer, praise the Lord, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Amen. There's another young man in the Bible, and we don't hear about him a whole lot because his life, his history, his kingship was so awful and so dark and so wicked. Amen. That he's nobody we want to look up to or amen, even think about for what he did. Bible says in 2 Kings, the 21st chapter, verse 1, Manasseh was 12 years old when he began to reign. And he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Hephibazah, if I said that right. This was the son. Just stay with me a little bit here. This was the son of Hezekiah. When you read the chapters preceding about Hezekiah, he was one of the greatest, most godly kings that Judah ever had. As a matter of fact, his name, amen, and his devotion to God was set as a high watermark. Come on, everybody. There wasn't nobody, amen, that had a revival in his spirit and a walk with God and an obedience to the things of God, amen, like Hezekiah before him or after him. I'm telling you, amen, this... This young man came out of a great family. He came out of a God-fearing family. Hezekiah wasn't the king of just a formality. Amen. When the crisis came, when a need came, when the enemy was confronting them, amen, that he'd just go run to the prophet, amen, and wouldn't pray himself, amen. Oh, Hezekiah was the one that put on the sackcloth. He got in prayer. He got involved. He sent his messengers to Isaiah also to have him to pray. But this man knew how to pray. He knew how to Manasseh was raised in. For the first 12 years of his life, amen, he was in the household of Hezekiah. Righteousness, zeal of the Lord. Miracle had happened in Hezekiah's 
life, kingship, and prayer ministry. Amen. That was tantamount. Amen. To the crossing of the Red Sea by Moses and the children of Israel, in my humble opinion. And that is that when the Assyrian armies came up and threatened, amen, Hezekiah. Amen. And the general said, don't listen to Hezekiah. Amen. That he's going to save you, protect you. Amen. Nothing's going to come your way. We've defeated every kingdom, every country. Amen. In the pathway that led us to this place. Amen. And Hezekiah, amen, is not going to be able to deliver you. Hello, everybody. Amen. He spread the letter before the Lord. Amen. On the altar there. And in prayer and in sackcloth. Read the eloquence of his prayer. This man was godly. He knew God. He knew how to pray. Amen. And God said, and I'm going to send a blast on him and send an angel and that one angel from God amen, slew 185,000 Assyrian soldiers outside the walls of Jerusalem. Man, they crossed the Red Sea and that was a tremendous miracle and a deliverance from Egypt. Amen, but have an entire army of the most modern and powerful amen, uh, country in the world at that time, amen, decimated by the blast of God, by the angel. I'm telling you, amen, there were, amen, there was heritage in that family of answered prayer that was glorious and unbelievable answered prayer. Thank God for the truth. Thank God for parents that pray. Thank God for the church of the living God. Thank God there's a church I don't know for how long in those first 12 formative years of Manasseh that he lived in the household of this great king and man of God, but also, amen, Isaiah, the great prophet, was somewhere in the shadow of this young man's upbringing. Hello. But when he was 12, come on, when he was uppity, when he thought he knew everything, he began to reign. Come on. And he reigned 55 years in Jerusalem. Longest reign than any of the kings of Judah or Israel. Listen, he did that was evil in the sight of the Lord. After the abominations of the heathen whom the Lord cast out, he built up again the high places which Hezekiah, his father, had destroyed. Come on, he's tearing down, amen, every path of righteousness, every truth, every divine law, every providence and blessing of God. He's tearing it down one after another, amen, which Hezekiah, his father, had reared up. Amen, he put up altars for Baal. He made a grove. He did like Ahab, the king of Israel, and worshiped the host of heaven and served them. He built altars in the house of the Lord. Come on, in the house of the Lord. He built altars. The Lord said in Jerusalem, I'll put my name there. He built altars for all the hosts of heaven in the two courts of the house of the Lord. He made his sons pass through the fire and observe times. He annihilated his son to a horrible, wretched, burning, screaming death in the arms, amen, of idol gods, amen, that were stretched out to receive him. Amen. This man was wicked. People you may know, people that you love, people that you care for. I'm telling you, when they get out, amen, of your home and out of your prayer region and out of the church of the living God, amen, they get into a far country. And they get far, far, far away from God. 
And it seems, my dear friends, that in today's world, when you lose out with God and walk away from Him, amen, that people get so far so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello. Amen. Mm, hallelujah. Well, this gets better. Just hold on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. May the sun pass through the fire. He observed times. He used enchantments, dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. Come on, everybody. He wrought such wickedness in the sight of the Lord to provoke him to anger. He set up a graven image in a grove, and he made in the house which of David to Solomon's son. In this house, Jerusalem, I've chosen to put my name here. Amen. And oh, my goodness. And the Bible says in verse 9, they hearken not. The Lord sent prophets that hearken not. Manasseh seduced them. Amen. He wasn't pleased, amen, just to be doing all these things himself. Amen. But he seduced, amen, Judah, amen, to follow him, amen, in his ways. And the Lord said, because Manasseh, the king of Judah, has done these abominations and have done wickedly above all the Amorites did, which were before him and hath made Judah to sin, amen, with his idols, therefore... I'm going to bring such an evil upon Jerusalem and Judah that whoever hears the report of it, his ears are going to tingle. I'm going to stretch over Jerusalem, the line of Samaria, and the plummet of the house of Ahab. I will wipe Jerusalem as a man wipeth the dish, wiping it and turning it upside down. That's one of the most graphic examples, amen, of the complete clean out, amen, cleaning house by God. I'm going to wipe this place out like a man taking a dish and wiping it out, amen, till there's nothing left. Hello. Well, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Then the Bible says in verse 16, Moreover, this wasn't enough. Manasseh shed innocent blood very much till he had filled Jerusalem from one end to another. Amen. Now the rest of the acts of Manasseh and all he did, they're written in the Chronicles of the Kings of Judah. And Manasseh slept with his fathers and was buried in the garden of his own house in the garden of Uzzah and Ammon, his son, amen, reigned in his stead. Period. End to the biography. End to the fall. End the governance, amen, of great, great abominable wickedness, amen, in his 55-year reign. But I want to tell you something. I want to give somebody some hope, amen, in prayer this morning. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. You know, the books of First and Second Kings in your Bible, amen, are books that chronicle dates, amen, the ascension, amen, of kings and who reigned with them in the other kingdom, amen. It's a book of political, amen, values and a book, amen, of historical fact, amen, through the ages, but the books of First and Second Chronicles are different, amen. They are books, amen, written with divine commentary, with God's idea, with God's perspective, amen, on what was going on in the kingdoms of Judah and the kingdoms of Israel, praise the Lord. The ancient Talmudic writers said, amen, that the books of First and Second Chronicles, amen, these are the books of things omitted, things passed over. So God said, amen, that there's something has been passed over. It wasn't just a period at the end of the demise of the long, wicked, desecrating reign of Manasseh. There's something I need to tell the people of all generations that happened. Amen. Second Chronicles, the 33rd chapter. 
Starts out the same. Manasseh, 12 years old, when he began to reign, reigned five years in Jerusalem. Did that was evil in the sight of the Lord. Amen. Just like the abominations of the heathen. Built again the high places. Hezekiah had broken down. Raised altars for Baal and groves. Worshiped all the hosts of heaven. Amen. Built altars in the house of the Lord. Wherewith God said, this is my house for my name. Causes children to pass through the fire in the valley of the son of Hinnom. Also observed times, enchantments, used witchcraft. Dealt with familiar spirits and wizards. He brought much evil. He carved the image an idol which he had made put it in the house of God hello everybody amen hallelujah and God dealt with them but verse 9 said so Manasseh made Judah the inhabitants amen of Jerusalem we're looking at God's viewpoint amen of the life of Manasseh the life amen of the most infamous prodigal in the scripture so Manasseh made Judah the inhabitants of Israel to err and to do worse than the heathen whom the Lord had destroyed for the children of Israel. And the Lord spake unto Manasseh and to his people, but they would not hearken. Just like that younger of the two sons, amen, would not look at the plea in father's household. Amen. Don't go out there and do what I'm worried and what I'm thinking. Come on, you're going to do. He wouldn't hearken, amen, to any advice. Amen. That was given. And so Manasseh would not hearken to any advice that was given. So the Lord brought upon him the captains of the host of the king of Assyria, which took Manasseh among the thorns and bound him with fetters and carried him to Babylon. That's a 500 mile journey. When it says they took him in thorns, the best that I can understand of that is that they took him with nose hooks. And so in the line of captives that he was chained with, they were not only fettered, amen, in their ankles together in that chain gang, amen, but they were, there was a hook in his nose I can't, but I, I can't think of, amen, a more horrible journey for 500 miles, amen, than having hooks, amen, through my nose, amen, led, amen, by my captors and chains on my feet in the desert lands, the wastelands, amen, and having lost everything. I'm telling you, God knows how to bring somebody down. He knows how to work in you, work in them. Hezekiah had been a long gone influence in his life. Hezekiah, by this point, towards the latter years of his kingship had probably been dead for 40 years, at least 40 years. Amen. Probably even 50 years. So he was not a present voice. I'm telling you, friends of mine, I'm telling you, saints, there's people that we can't reach out to with our own lips and our own eyes and our own hands and our own heartbeat and the words and tears that we would come and to treat them with to come back come back to Father's house when he was in affliction not while he was a high mighty king in wealth erecting false god statues and causing all these abominations and seducing his people to follow the same wicked gods, amen, that he did. When he was in affliction, he besought the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. No wonder God said this is a thing passed over. 
this is something that needs to be told. Let's get another shot at the kings and amen, kings of, of Judah and Israel. Amen. And let's make a divine commentary. Let's put out some things there that people need to know forever. Amen. He humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. And he prayed unto him and was entreated of him. No, no matter how far they go, how far they run, how deeply they hide. Come on, everybody. Amen. We can't get to them. We can't reach to them. But we got a God that can work on the kingdom of their heart, of their thoughts, of their mind. We got a God, amen, that can deal with them. I'm giving somebody some hope in the Holy Ghost right now. I'm telling you, God knows how to bring them to a place of spiritual desire and spiritual longing, amen, for a different way. I guarantee you when, when, when Manasseh was in those chains and those nose hooks in his nostrils, come on everybody. He remembered, amen, father's house. He remembered his boyhood, amen, in Hezekiah's house. He remembered the stories of God and his goodness and his power. The miracle of his angel destroying the army opposed them. Amen. He remembered all these things. He remembered the good feelings. Amen. He remembered all the wonderful fellowship and all of the love and all the great things of father's house while he's trudging in the chains to Babylon. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's some things that people go through. We just got to be man enough and woman enough and wise enough. Just let go. I'm going to keep praying on my hillside. I'm going to keep praying in my bedroom. I'm going to keep trusting God. Because God's doing something. God's doing the work. God's awakening something. Hallelujah. God was entreated of him and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem into his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Could you stand with me this morning? Hallelujah. You see, something that was left over after the period of that 18th verse, amen, in for Second Kings, the 21st chapter, amen, God said, I want them to know, amen, that no matter how far that they go away, if they bestir themselves, if they cry out, if they greatly humble themselves, amen, I will be entreated of them. I will bring them back from their far off places, their far off altered worlds, their fall off, amen, demonic experiences, and bring them back to Jerusalem. I'll bring them back to my company. I'll bring them back to the house of the living God. I'll bring them back, amen, to revival and salvation, praise God, in their souls. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, the Bible said after this, he built a wall in the city of David. Amen. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. He took away the strange gods and the idols out of the house of the Lord. Come on, he cast them out of the city. He repaired the altars of the Lord and he commanded the children of Judah to serve the Lord God of Israel. Hallelujah. Could we close our eyes just a moment here? Hallelujah. I want to tell you the spirit of prayer 
It was in the bosom of praying King Hezekiah. In the spirit of prayer that was in the great prophet Isaiah. That prayed for this youth. That prayed for this little boy, this offspring of Hezekiah. Amen. They were never lost. They were never wasted. The Bible said that when we pray, when we weep, it talks about angels, the ministering spirits, to them were the heirs of salvation, going and collecting those tears. And when that tear vial in heaven gets full, for that one that you love, that one that you pray for, come on. I said, when that tear vial gets full, I mean, it's God that worketh in you, in them, that knows how to pour out, amen, that vial, amen, of tears and the unguent agony of your heart, amen, in those tears upon their head to give them an anointing to return, to give them an anointing to come to themselves and see things as they really are. And come back home. Let's love him one more time, saints. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to call for everybody, amen, that wants to be used of God in prayer. Everybody that's got a son, a daughter, a parent, a relative, a loved one co-worker whatever on your heart that you care about would you come forward and we're going to come before the Lord and pray for just a little bit here today come on I want everybody to come to the front here I am God here I am lay that soul upon my heart may I ever do my part to win that soul for you lay a soul upon my heart 